In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. What a blessed feast we have before us this Palm Sunday. This symbol of victory which we have and we are all carrying these palms. It's a symbol of victory, but what I want to draw your attention to this morning is the way that our Lord has brought all of this together. And the character with which he is bringing this great light to us. This mission of salvation that he is marching towards that we are commemorating this day as we are about to journey with him through this Holy Week of Services. Great and Holy Week is what we call it. We call it great because of Christ's conquering of death, which is at the end of the symbols of which we're holding today. But what and how did God do this? How did our Lord Jesus Christ enter into Jerusalem? And what caused the crowds to shout Hosanna and to sing his praises? It's odd for us to see and the juxtaposition of how Christ entered and how Christ interacted with his people, especially on this day, and the reaction to him. His action, our Lord's, is characterized by humility and meekness, and the crowd responds by saying, Hosanna, as he enters in in victory. It's humble actions that I want to draw your attention to today the humble actions that we have read in the gospel passages of this morning of the anointing with hair by Mary of Bethany, Lazarus' sister, the riding of a donkey into the city instead of a triumphant war horse, coats laid on the donkey's back and on the ground as the donkey brought our Lord into the city, and the children's simple response of singing a well-known song of victory of the Messiah's coming. All of these are humble actions, and these simple things in the crowd's response are what brought our Lord into the city and what earned the victory that was in the cross that we are approaching. That simple anointing of hair our Lord accepted, though given in ignorance, that Mary was giving him thanks, but Christ points out what she was actually doing, preparing him for his burial. And that riding of a donkey, that humble way of a work animal that our Lord sat on and brought and said, he will bring me, this colt will bring me into the city. That symbolizes Christ's victory over all of us who flail about with our passions and that he says, I will, when I sit on that humble steed, <laughs> but not a steed, that then, Christ, you'll see that I am king, and that this way I will earn victory for each of you, for each of us are like that little colt. And the apostles laying their coats upon that donkey, he didn't sit upon a finely crafted saddle, but on simple cloth. All of this points to our Lord's humility and meekness, and the, how he showed us his great power. We often misunderstand both of these words, humility and meekness, but our Lord gives us the true meaning of both of them today. He doesn't require grandness, but only simple things, humble things. This is what humility is. And meekness we often think as giving way to the other, but meekness is actually having the power and then using it properly, 
and using it at the right measure. This is the meekness of our Lord. He knew that these things, as he entered into the city, would bring him to the cross that would be his victory and enter into death for which he would destroy. And our children's, the children's simple response is so beautiful this morning. I want to read this summary of St. Gregory Paul Moss's homily on Palm Sunday, speaking of this children's response. And he says that all those that were of simple faith and trust in God's work to raise the dead became inspired because that sign of raising the dead was given to them because of Lazarus. And they offer up to the Lord a faultlessly perfect hymn and bore witness that as God, he had brought Lazarus back to life after he had been dead four full days. All of these people sing a perfect hymn that tells us of the divinity of Jesus, the Son of God, who became man for us. Their voices take up an angelic hymn. At our Lord's birth, an angelic hymn also was sung. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, as we heard in our Lord's blessed nativity. And now at his time of entry into Jerusalem, as he approaches the ceiling of that victory, children offer up the same kind of hymn. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, they are saying, and by this word they are saying, we praise you, we glorify you, for you will save us. These simple words have the whole of our Lord's work, the whole of theology in them. So Christ enters Jerusalem in triumph, and the people sing and shout, Hosanna, they lay palms and cloaks on the floor, and they honor him through humble, simple actions. And Mary, the sister of Lazarus, raised, who was raised from the dead just a bit ago, thanks Jesus for his providence by a simple action, but also a gratuitous one, one that is abundant in her offering of myrrh, but how does she do it? She opens up the bottle, she pours it on his head and feet, and she wipes it with her hair, as if this, this simple action would be her offering to him. This is, she's giving herself through the symbol of her hair. And just seven days away, Christ says, this is for my burial. So the meekness of Christ is the accepting of that anointing, the riding of that donkey, and the mighty work of our God for our salvation is being wrought by these simple things as he enters into the gates of Jerusalem and journeys toward Gethsemane. But this was not the only reaction that we hear of today in the gospel passages. We see those who have the love of power, the love of money, unable to see these simple things and accept them for the great power that is hidden in them because Christ is doing them. I speak of the chief priests and of Judas who have seen Christ do all of these same things. They've seen Lazarus be raised from the dead and from his tomb, still in his grave clothes. They've seen and heard of Lazarus' sister anointing him with precious oil and with spreading that oil over him with her hair as a thanksgiving offering. They've seen all these things, but they are offended by them. The chief priests and Judas react to Christ through love of vainglory and through love of money. And this, though they bear witness to the same things, 
they see them through this lens of something being taken away from them instead of being given to them that is of so much more value, their very own salvation. These could only see the challenge to their own power structures or the offenses of his disciples. And the crowd hastening with him to Jerusalem, these things offend them. They grasp tightly to what they had, and violence consumed their hearts. They were faithless in the fulfillment of God's plan, though they participated in that plan of our Lord's salvation. They rebelled while still being led along to the thing that would bring us the ultimate victory over death. The death of our Lord that would destroy all, all of death's power over us. And they wanted to get rid of all of those proofs. So they plot, along with Judas Iscariot, to get rid of all of those proofs. They plot Lazarus' death and to get rid of Jesus. But little do they know that this is God's plan, that he would enter death. However, nothing these enemies did and his betrayers worked. That is what I'm saying this morning. Christ carried on to, through his mission and to save us through his love. What we see in the gospel passage then is a stark contrast by our Lord's presence. Two completely different kinds of responses to the actions of our Lord. There is the response of quiet awe with humble acceptance that leads to the glorious praise that we have heard today in the shouts and singing of Hosanna. These virtues are the baseline of spiritual life, humble accepting response that leads to that glorious praise. Wherever we are not humble or wherever we are unable to give that praise to the Lord as king, we kick against him as Paul did when it says, why do you kick against the goads? and we harm only ourselves in doing so. Christ appears to us today, sitting on the full, anointing, anointed for his life-giving burial into Jerusalem. This place is Jerusalem today, this very building. We also make that entry into the depths of our hearts, into Jerusalem that is there. We enter in both ways, and we participate with that crowd shouting Hosanna on this day. In this, our Lord is prompting us. Just as he appears and prompted at that time, it is a revelation to us. At his birth, Herod was shown to be a jealous murderer of innocence, and at our Lord's raising of Lazarus, the chief priests and Judas and all the leaders of the temple were revealed to have the same type of evil spirit. But also, there was the praising and thanksgiving at his birth and his entry into Jerusalem. This has happened every time our Lord appears to us, that we are prompted to make this choice. How will we respond? So today, the presence of Christ gives us this opportunity. Will you sing and praise and sorrow with Christ as we go with him to his crucifixion and burial? Or will we be filled with secret plots and secret thoughts that bring him there. Which way will we go? Christ works, and he will not be stopped, as he hastens to save his creation. No matter what, he will enter death with the undeniable signs of death, 
his very crucifixion, the nails and the prints, and then he will unmake it and renew all creation, breaking us from the binding of our own grave clothes just as he broke and unbound the grave bindings of Lazarus. So thanks be to the Mighty One that our Lord, the God-man, is not as fickle as we are, going one way and then the other. He is the constant provider and our co-sufferer with us. He hastens this week to save us. He shows and enables us to live in a different way. He gives us the grace to live as ones raised from the dead. Our hope is not placed in what has already come before us. Our hope is forward-looking. Our hope is seen with our spiritual eyes gazing at Christ's empty tomb. And even in the emptying of all the tombs throughout all the ages, this is where we place our hope, and we are given the signs of this today. So trust in him, my brothers and sisters, just as Mary and Martha and the crowd that greeted him at the gate did, just as all his disciples eventually do. They wept with Christ and trusted in his power over death itself, even if sometimes they failed to live up to it. That, my brothers and sisters, should be a great comfort to us. Even when we fail to live it out, Christ accepts us back and restores us to the fullness of his grace and victory. We can pick up and go with him to that victory anytime and any place. This is the greatness of the gospel that is given to us today. We are not called to have a full understanding of how God does this. How does this all work? That's often what we look for. But this isn't what is being taught to us today. Christ appears and we have the response of praising him. It's not a matter of our head understanding what's going on, but a response of the heart to him. St. John says, these things they understood not. Even if we, like Mary and the crowd, say Hosanna and don't yet realize all that that means with our minds, if we respond to him with that same simple, humble recognition, we will be saved because Christ will march on to that means of our salvation. Christ acts for our salvation and we accept that work of God that he grants us the kingdom by these actions. So we are an unusual people for we are redeemed in an unusual way. We don't understand what it is that God does for our salvation in any particular whole way, but that he has accomplished our salvation and our heart knows it from its depths. And we hear and see that today as we sing along with those children in Jerusalem, Hosanna in the highest. So join him in the victory as we make the sorrowful yet triumphal march along with him to the victory over death and the resurrection over these next seven days. Rejoice and anoint him with your tears as we journey with him, and we give thanks and bear witness to all the actions that save us. Lift up these palms this morning as a sign of victory that today we begin that journey with him to the cross, and through it, to his resurrection. Thank God, every time you have eyes to see and the heart responds, even though the world is filled with darkness, and ask to be shown that again and again and again, the sign of victory. Christ is our strength, my brothers and sisters. Our own worries, fears, or sufferings, they may blind us occasionally, but let the church and her saints be your strength today and through this week, and they will show you the way to do this. Make the words we hear today 
and throughout this week, your own. May we learn to live with that trust that Mary, Martha, the children, and all the disciples had as they laid their coats and palms and anointed him. May we place our trust in him and have the peace of God and offer thanks and praise to him in all these times. God is wondrous in his saints that we hear today, and we are one, he is wondrous in this work that we are seeing today. May we chant with him, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Amen. <laughs>